0: Today, we talk about more reasons why it's not your fault. I'm Dr. Mark Amels, and this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. Now, okay, I don't want anyone to get worried about, okay, is Dr. Amos doing another sappy episode again? I'm not doing that. Today, we're going to talk about something a little bit different, still on that topic of it not being your fault, but really talking about more of the things that may make IVF not work that people think is their fault, and reality isn't. For example... A lot of people think that if you lift something up, you may not get pregnant. And so we're going to talk about that and really talk about how goofy it is that we put so much emphasis on these things. In reality, it's almost impossible to prevent you from getting pregnant. It doesn't matter what IVF clinic you go to. doesn't matter any clinic you go to. When it comes to fertility, everyone has an opinion, and everyone is pretty much wrong. And that's what I mean when it comes to Things that make IVF not work. There are some clinics that will tell you that you have to lay in bed and that you have to, you know, not be very active, or they'll tell you not to have intercourse. And so I want to go through each of these things and we can kind of talk about them so you can realize that it really isn't as risky as it sounds. I want to start with my favorite, which is intercourse, because We do tell people not to have intercourse, even at my clinic. We say, don't have intercourse until we see the heartbeat. But the reason we're telling you that is not because it can hurt the pregnancy. Matter of fact, if you think about it, if that was true, no one would ever have a second kid, right? Because that means no one's ever having intercourse again, which sometimes is true after you have a kid. But the point is, that doesn't cause you to not get pregnant. So every time my wife and I did IVF and we did a transfer, I had intercourse still. Why? Because I knew it wouldn't hurt the baby. No one's penis can kill a baby. But the important part here is why do we tell people that? Well, the reason is not because of harming the baby, but because when you have intercourse, you can hit the cervix with a penis and cause it to bleed. And seeing bleeding after a transfer can cause a lot of stress. And that stress doesn't need to happen. That's the reason we usually recommend not to have intercourse until you see the heartbeat. Because if you have bleeding and you come in the office, I can't tell you the embryo is doing well. I don't know how the pregnancy is doing. But if you come in and there's a heartbeat, I can show you the baby is good. And from that point, we don't have to worry about the fears of having bleeding. My next favorite thing is people who aren't healthy enough. This is the thing I constantly hear is, oh, I, I, I've changed my diet. I'm, I'm being healthier. You know, there's even a book called It Starts With The Egg. And I'll be honest with you, something wrong with the book. It's just not right. You don't have to be super healthy to have good eggs. In fact, the best embryos I have ever seen by any patient came from someone who is extremely unhealthy, type 2 diabetic, never gets a period, and even smokes. The second best embryos I have ever seen are also from a patient who also has pre-diabetes and is not the healthiest. Some of the worst embryos I've ever seen have come from people who are athletes in professional sports or people who are the epitome of health. And if you think about this, we see this all the time. Why do people who are homeless, why are people who are drug addicts have kids? Because that part of your body is different. Now, when you think about it, you say, well, it makes sense. I mean, your heart, right? People who are unhealthy have, don't have as good a heart. People who are unhealthy don't have as good a liver. But it's different. Your fertility system, unless you are extremely sick, does not get affected by these things. And so whether you eat a Whopper a day or whether you eat salad every day, It's not going to affect you as much as you think, and a lot of people blame themselves. And it's not your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. You can just be you. But don't believe for a second that your eggs are not good because of some choice you made in life. Sure, smoking can affect eggs, but that's about it. Other than that, your diet is not going to make your eggs worse. Now, it doesn't hurt to take things like CoQ10 and DHA. I even recommend them. But the most important point here is don't believe you're hurting your eggs. That's sometimes just the way certain people's eggs are. And following books like it starts with the egg is perfectly fine. But as long as you understand, use it as a tool to help, but don't in any way look at it as a form that you have caused this, and that's why your eggs are poor. That is just not true. I think that's one of the most difficult portions for patients who don't get pregnant when they are healthy, is for them, they can't even understand it, so they think, I've done all this work my whole life to be healthy. Why am I not getting pregnant? And that's because like that book, It Starts With The Egg, they are under the concept that it is their health that helps them get pregnant and that people who are unhealthy have problems. But that is just not true when it comes to fertility. My next favorite one is you shouldn't lift things that are too heavy. Now, there's some truth to this. I believe when after you do a transfer, you shouldn't try to go into bodybuilding or go run a marathon right after a transfer because I think it's just going to push your body too much. But there are truly people worried about, oh my God, what if I lift something over 25 pounds? And that's not what we really mean when we say don't lift heavy weights. We're just saying we don't want you stressing out, bearing down all day long. But I have patients who are even afraid to pick up their toddler. And just like I said earlier, if truly picking up a kid could cause you to not get pregnant, then that means no one would ever have a second child, right? Because who's going to not pick up their kids? So it just shows you that that can't be it. Now, it doesn't mean you should have your child and bench press them all day. But the point is, don't think because you pick up your kid or because you did something like that caused you not to get pregnant and that's why the IVF cycle failed. It's not it can't cause that. My next favorite one is flying. There are actual clinics that will tell someone that they can't fly out the same day as their transfer, that they have to basically wait a day or two before they can fly out or get in a car. This is completely absurd. If that is true, then there would be no flight attendants to have kids. And I happen to know some that have kids. That would mean that people who travel frequently don't have any kids, which is also absurd. It would mean people who are driving every day would not have kids because they're driving right after they uh, had intercourse seven days before and the embryo was landing in their uterus. The point is sometimes we like to pretend that these things are more important than they are, but they're not. And for the last example, and there are more, so please, if you have some, feel free to reach out to me and give me them and I'll let you know if they're ludicrous or not. But my favorite one has to be the feeling that after you do an embryo transfer, that you have to just lay there. Matter of fact, this is how we did it for many, many years. We would have women come in stretchers, do the transfer, and then stay on that stretcher for the next several hours. And then we'd actually put a bedpan under them the pee. We wouldn't even let them get off the pee. Now, it sounds absurd today, but at that time, it made sense. I mean, if you stand up, isn't the embryo going to fall out? It kind of makes sense. But it doesn't. Because when you get pregnant naturally, what happens? It's not like the embryo just implants. It falls into the uterus from the floating tube. No different than when we put an embryo in the uterus. And when it falls into it, it finds a place and lands. And the woman's still walking, right? No one has intercourse. And then seven days later says, I'm going to lay in bed all day long because I know that embryo is going to be implanting soon. No, no one does that. That's absurd. Well, the same thing's true now with IVF. There are still some clinics who still think it's, you know, 2000. But if they're a clinic that has progressed, what they know now is that after a transfer, not only can you get up, go pee and leave, but a matter of fact, the studies show it benefits you from doing that. And part of the thought is, is that when you have a full bladder, it actually puts your uterus in an abnormal position. I mean, who end up when they try to get pregnant, say, I'm going to keep a full bladder all the time. No, no one does that. That's not normal. People don't walk around with a full bladder unless you're a teacher, most likely. But other than that, no one's walking around with full bladders. So it's not normal. So after your transfer, although it feels wrong, you can go pee right away. You cannot. Pee the embryo out. And then don't go home and lay down. That's not normal. Go be yourself. Now, if being yourself is crack cocaine and skydiving, then don't do that. I'm wrong then. But if we're just talking about, you know, you're going to go to the mall, go walk around, go with your friends, keep it a little bit easy, but you're just still being yourself, you'll actually have a higher chance of coming away successful than if you actually hold your bladder. And then go stay home and lay down all the time thinking you're doing good. When in reality you're not, because it's not normal. Again, I apologize to anyone who was didn't like my sappy uh <laughs> talk about fertility Tuesday last week, but I thought it was important for people to know those things. This week I want people also to know that objectively and physically, they also are not causing things. I hope this was helpful for some people and makes you feel a little bit more comfortable with that hey, if this didn't work, I'm going to blame my doctor or blame other things or just blame chance and not blame myself. Women tend to blame themselves. One of the great things I always say about being a guy is we never blame ourselves. It's never our fault. And I joke around about that, but there's a lot of truth to that. Anytime anything happens, my wife, my daughters think it's something they did. And the point here is nothing you can do is going to prevent this from working other than not taking your medication or doing something seriously wrong in the IVF process. But in the end, there's nothing you could be doing in your everyday life that is really going to stop this from working. And you shouldn't blame yourself. Hopefully this was helpful to some people. As I always say, if you enjoy this and you like this, please tell people about us, review us, give us a five-star review. As always... I look forward to talking to you next week on Top Go Fertility Tuesday.